0: Do you ever look back over your life and look at events? Maybe things that have happened that have been sorrowful or sad, events of loss, of death? Do you ever look back and consider and ponder maybe the loss of a family member or a close friend? or perhaps a a national tragedy, perhaps something like 9-11. My guess is we probably don't think about them a ton, right? Um, Especially if we're separated from them by a longer period of time. These sorts of things make us sad. They bring us sorrow. We look back on them and we remember what was Yet tonight, we come together, and we do just that. We come together, on the top of this sheet of paper, it says, gather together tonight to reflect on the death of Jesus. We don't sit around and think all the time about these terrible events, about these things in our past, maybe they're sad, because they they make us feel that way. Yet we come together tonight, and we meet on what we call Good Friday, to talk about the death of Jesus. Is this because we're just sort of have a morbid fascination with blood and all these things we sing about? I mean, why do we come together and sing about this? Why do we come together and call this Good Friday? Why do we come together and talk about something something like death? In fact, why do we come together and talk about the death of Jesus? Something that, in fact, is the greatest evil, the greatest sin, the greatest crime that is ever perpetrated. We come together and we talk about a man almost 2,000 years ago who was falsely accused, tried for blasphemy and insurrection, and executed. So the question I want to look at tonight is, is this good? Is Good Friday really good? Why is Good Friday good? And in answering that, I want to draw your attention to three aspects of the death of Jesus that make Good Friday what it is. It's not only good, but it is the greatest event of all of history, and I hope we can see that tonight. Turn in your Bibles to John, the Gospel of John, chapter 12. If you're using the Black Pew Bibles, that can be found on page 898. Just a little context while we're turning here. On Sunday, we celebrated Palm Sunday, which is Jesus' entrance into Jerusalem to celebrate Passover. He comes in with his disciples. Well, at this point, he's been there for a bit, and thousands of people are coming in to celebrate Passover as well. And that is where we find ourselves, right here. John chapter 12, verses 20 through 28. but for this purpose i have come to this hour father glorify your name then a voice came from heaven i have glorified it and i will glorify it again as i said as we come to this text we want to look at why good friday is good and i mentioned we want to look at three different points here that show us the beauty and the wonder and the awe and the goodness of good friday Point number one, Good Friday is good because it fulfilled the purposes and plans of God. We see this really clearly, right, in verse 23, first of all. Jesus says, when these people are wanting to meet him, he says, the hour has come. And so, just a backstory here a little bit in John. Throughout the Gospel of John, jesus is constantly throughout the narrative these things happen jesus is about to be seized by the pharisees he leaves jerusalem because his hour had not yet come over and over again his hour had not yet come his hour had not yet come yet when we get to this section we see the first announcement that jesus is saying my hour the hour has come the hour had come that had been leading up to for all of jesus ministry This hour had come. It wasn't before, but it had come now. There is this anticipation throughout his ministry, this plan, this purpose throughout his life that would ultimately culminate in his death. And this is what had come. We also see in verse 27, Jesus says, Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? But for this purpose, I have come to this hour. Jesus is saying, for this purpose, that's, that's why I'm here. I have come here specifically for that purpose. And not only do we see this in Jesus life, but we see it throughout all of scripture. We see Jesus purpose and coming throughout all of scripture. We see it all the way back in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, if you remember, after Adam and Eve sin, God declares that there would be one who would crush the head of the serpent and declare victory. We see in in the prophets, in Isaiah 53, one of the big ones that we, we go to and we, we look at the parallels between that and Jesus and we see that, that there would be one who would come who would be oppressed and afflicted. He would bear our sorrows. He would be pierced for our transgressions as we saw the fulfillment of that in the passage that we read in John, that there would be one who would come who would be pierced. So what we see here is not just Jesus saying the hour has come, okay, it's time for me to go die. What we see here is the culmination of the entire story of Scripture that had started all the way back in the garden of God's plan of restoring creation and bringing salvation, coming down to this pinnacle right here in the life of Jesus where he's declaring the hour has come. Jesus is the only man who has ever lived who did not deserve to die. And yet he lived so that he could die a death he did not deserve. This is the goal of Jesus' life. This was his ministry. This is what he came to do. So Good Friday is good because it fulfilled the purposes and the plans of God. Secondly, Good Friday is good because it brings new life. We see in verses 24 through 26, Jesus uses an analogy of a seed, and he talks about how uh, he is like this, this grain of wheat that falls into the ground, and in that death, in his death, actually fruit is being born out of that. Jesus is that seed, brings a reproduction more life comes from it. I don't know if you've ever, ever planted anything that, that grows like this, but most things, right, you plant them in the ground, for instance, except maybe like a flower bulb or something like that, which doesn't make any sense to me anyway. But uh, say you're, you're planting some sort of vegetable or some sort of fruit or weed or something like that, you're going to yield a lot more seeds than what you plant. And this is the imagery that Jesus is, is using here. He's saying that going in and dying is going to set in motion more life. It's going to bring about more life. So, as we stand here today and we want to talk about Jesus' death and we want to see is that is that really a good thing? If we're standing here and we are followers of Christ, Jesus is saying that our spiritual life is directly connected with his death. You can't separate those two. We didn't just grow out of nowhere. Right? The seed was planted. Jesus died. And from that now, we have life. We have a life that is so intimately connected with Jesus. Notice also that Jesus didn't just die incidentally. I think it's important maybe to point this out here too when he talks about the purpose of his death and bringing forth more fruit. Jesus was not just some religious guru who went around saying nice things and teaching people how to live and then he died and everybody just kind of followed after him. No, and there's people who believe that. I'm sure you've heard it. People will say, well, Jesus said some nice things, but he was just a man and you know, we'll follow what he says, um, but, but that's it. You know, he's, he's, he's dead, he's gone. What Jesus is saying here is that his death it didn't just happen. It's not just like he's dead and he's gone and we just keep kind of following after him. No, no, no. His death brought us life. His death accomplished something for us. He was made sin, who knew no sin, that the righteousness of God might be manifest. So, Jesus' death brings forth fruit. And we see, furthermore, that that fruit comes in us. But then you see in verses 25 and 26, whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am there, my servant will also be. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. So not only is Jesus' death then tied to our life, but then Jesus' death that gives us life then gives us the opportunity— to share in that aspect of essentially being a seed, of going out and seeing the propagation of life, of the gospel. Granted, we don't don't die a sacrificial death as Jesus did, but in following him, we point others to that death and to the value of it and to the life it brings. So there's this paradox here of death bringing life. So Good Friday is good because it brings new life to us. And then finally, Good Friday is good because it brings glory to God. This might be one of the ones that's maybe a little bit obvious, right? We, we, we look at these first two ideas. Good Friday is good because it fulfills the purposes and plans of God. That brings God glory. Good, good Friday is good because it brings new life, it brings salvation, it brings us life, it enables us then to go out and to see others converted and see others follow Jesus. It allows us to follow him truly and to receive honor. But is it really so obvious? I think looking back on it now, it is. But in thinking about it, as I said, the, this greatest act of evil ever perpetrated actually served to bring about the single greatest and most glorious triumph over evil and the single greatest good. This event is glorious precisely because it accomplishes these first two points. Death is undone. Death has no victory. Death has no sting. In the death of Jesus. Good Friday is good because it brings glory to God. Verse 23, for the Son of Man, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Jesus speaking of his death there. The hour has come for me to be murdered for things I didn't do, but this is going to be ultimate glory. Looking past the shame looking past the scoffing, looking past even the crushing weight of sin and seeing the glory on the other side and seeing the glory for the Father. In verse 28, Jesus says, Father, glorify your name. And a voice came from heaven, I have glorified it and I will glorify it again. God is glorifying himself through this death. And it brings him great glory. Not for one second in all of this has he lost control. The hour had come. All of history had led to this point. Every bit of what you see before, all of the promises, all of the hope we see throughout the Old Testament coming to a head here. And the glory of God being revealed in this brutal Death of the Son of God, the Lamb being slain. The reality of God's glory in this is seen quite vividly in in Revelation chapter 5. I'll read verses uh, 9 through 12. You can turn there if you'd like. It says, speaking of the living creatures, the four living creatures and the, the elders around the throne, it says, and they sang a new song, saying, worthy are you to take the scroll and open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people f- for God from every tribe and language and people and nation, and you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on earth. Then I looked and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels, numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice Worthy is the Lamb who is slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Jesus' death is glorious. So when we come here and we sing about Jesus' blood on the cross being poured out, when we read stories of Jesus' death on the cross in the Gospels, when we dwell on these things, when we recall these things, we do not remember something sad. We do not remember a, a sad thing over which we should be sorrowful. We remember The death of Jesus the Messiah that brings us victory. That brings us salvation. So I'd ask this question. Is Good Friday good? And more specifically, is Good Friday good for you? These benefits that we talk about here of Jesus' death or do you just see him as that guy who said some nice things and, 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 and died and maybe we should follow him? Or are the benefits of his death good for you? If that is not the case, I would urge you to look on the one who is pierced for your transgressions, to call out to him in repentance, and to cling to the one who died for you. Let's pray.